No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Welcome back to our continued discussion on the fly, this time from 1986, directed by David Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg. <laughs> We're just bastardizing his name, the way... The he way he's messed. traumatized us. <laughs> I'm, I'm still... Okay, I saw this in 1986 and I was traumatized. And now I'm traumatized again, and I'm still traumatized from my recent viewing. It's, yeah, I mean, the effects itself, you can totally tell it's like a puppet, but it's still disgusting. Well, it's really horrifying, some of the scenes. I saw this with one of my sisters, and we just sat there just horrified through the whole thing. I saw this at home on a VHS that we borrowed from the library. <laughs> Well, let's just start because like a fly that's buzzing, the best way to do it is just to swat it. Well, as you said, this is directed by David Cronenberg, who is the king of body horror. I didn't know what body horror was until I saw it written down. And, and he's always linked with that particular, what is that, a style, a genre? I don't know. Niche. <laughs> yeah. And... Howard, I want to say Howard Shore wrote the music for this, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was performed by the London Philharmonic. And I mean, his name is pretty prominent in the credits, just like Bernard Herrmann yeah. would be in a Hitchcock film, because the music really makes the film, I think. It adds so much suspense to it. It's weird, the opening credits, it was just like swirling colors and like, I mean, you know it's turning into something. All opening credits in that era kind of fade into something, and this one comes into focus. Well, with all the multicolors and the effects and everything, it should turn into something more interesting than it does. <laughs> it's a party. Just, yeah, it's just a, a party scene. Okay. <laughs> so we right away we have our hero <laughs> or anti-hero. For a while I called them Jeff and Gina until I learned their names. His name is Seth Brundle. Her name yeah. is Veronica Quaife. <laughs> Am I pronouncing that correct? Ronnie Quaife. She like booked the gig and she's like, my name is what? <laughs> but you know, I read though that this is how she and Jeff met. And actually they became a couple after this. Yes. I don't remember how long they were together, but they were kind of one of the it couples for a while there yeah considering you know all the intimate scenes they have in this movie also with that that woman of the night from the bar oh my god but we'll get to her <laughs> <laughs> so they just sort of i don't remember how they started having a conversation but that's kind of the first scene is that the two of them are talking at this party well she's a journalist yes she's a journalist right and so she's trying to find an interesting story. That was the mission that her boss slash former lover gave her. His name is Stathis. Stathis. Bor 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 Bors Borzon or something. <laughs> Nay, Quaith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're having this little banter. And uh, he says, uh, 
I'm working on something that'll change the world and human life as we know it. So that's kind of a big open. Is that the line he uses on all the girls? Um, <laughs> she's like, change it a lot or just a bit. You'll have to be more specific. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got out of this banter fairly quickly. He's kind of describing his espresso machine that he has at home and he wants her to come have one at his place. Yeah, he's like, I'll make you a cappuccino. So they're on their way over to his place. Uh, is it her car? Yeah, it's her car, right? It's a Saab. He's not very comfortable in there. He says he hates vehicles. They're kind of trying to set him up as the vaguely hot dork. Yeah, he's pretty good looking. And, you know, he's like slim and like muscular. And He's not bad on the eyes for sure. But he's kind of, you know, he's kind of like this genius goofball is what they're yeah. going for. And like delivers his lines like every Jeff Goldblum movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, he gets motion sickness in the car. So they arrive at the neighborhood and lab, which are pretty run down and kind of creepy. This lab yeah. is kind of like a, a mad scientist loft, basically. It's a whole building, though, because, you know, it's like all those stairs is that old timey elevator. And he has this old out of tune upright piano on which he plays something. Uh, I think it's love is a many splendored thing. You know, like I would think that they filmed this in like, a, you know, a studio back lot. It's not. It's filmed in Ontario. So they found like some slummy area in Ontario. Now she's kind of got this attitude of, oh, you geek, um, yeah. a little bit condescending. He points out these teleporter things and she yeah. says, oh, designer phone booths, very cute. <laughs> and then she, she's like, I bet you have a really nice jukebox around here too. It's like, oh, <laughs> shut up. I, I believe he calls them telepods eventually. So he um, wants a, an item from her that's rather personal. He says, what does he say? Jewelry or... Yeah, uh, something says, inanimate. And she says, well, I don't wear jewelry. So she peels off her stocking. And, <laughs> and he's, he's kind of like, oh, it's nice. So they go, he goes into this. He has to type in this sequence. To, the screen kind of looks like a Wang computer. Yeah. So the computer is doing an analysis. It's not quite as involved with the neon green and blue tubes and the boop, 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 boop. It's a little voice activated, though, right? Sure. He, like, he gives instructions to it that way. Right. Yeah. And so there's a zap. Well, but before, though, she, like, secretly turns on her microphone in her tape recorder in her pocket. Yes, and so there's a zap and the teleportation is successful. She doesn't really believe that that's her stalking that they see then in the foggy tele other <laughs> telepod. It's like, is that a hologram? Where's my stalking? <laughs> um, but then he, she kind of takes her tape recorder out or something where he sees it. Um, and he's like, oh, you're not going to write about this. Don't you dare write a story. Yeah, he did not give consent. Well, she's kind of like, well, no story. Well, then I'm out of here. So she's she's not. <laughs> Next, she's at the place where she works. The Monolith Publishing. That's the name of that company. Where she's a journalist. And her editor uh, boss. Slash. <laughs> yeah. Well, he thinks this is all a joke. And he's a con man. And she mm -hmm. fell for it. And he's kind of doing the, trying to do the alpha male. And he doesn't qualify. Kind of like. 
playing down Seth. I think he thinks he has dibs on Ms. Mm. Quaif. But all of a sudden, who shows up? He does. He like he drops by unannounced. He meaning Seth, of course. Yes, he yes, yes, Dr. Brundle. Veronica informs him that her boss thinks he's a con man, and he he kind of goes, excellent. I don't know, I guess maybe <laughs> to mad scientists, that's a good thing. But actually, he reveals, I've come here to say one magic word to you. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> he kind of wiggles his fingers. So, you know, I guess they that's go as good a, good a way as any to ask somebody out. So I wonder if, like, okay, I know when people film movies, they're really not supposed to eat the food, you know, that kind of thing. They're but not. she, no, unless, like, there's a, there's a special need for somebody, like, chewing. Because, you know, <laughs> they, take, they have so many takes. And every, if they oh. take a bite, that burger is going to be, like, a little morsel on the plate. But she never takes a bite. I wonder if she's a vegetarian. Well, she's kind of um, keeps looking at this cheeseburger. And he says that he wants her to hold off doing a story yeah. on this. Yeah. She's like, I want to reveal this to, to the world. Yeah. This is going to change everything. You know, she's on board now because she actually saw it with her own eyes. But he, he says, well, I can only teleport inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've tried it with living matter. She says, well, what happened? He says, well, not while you're eating. And she says, holding the cheeseburger up. Well, it can't be any worse than this. So, you know, maybe the character really isn't going to eat the thing. I don't know. I guess. I suppose. Yeah. So she makes a deal with him. It will be a book instead of an article. Yes. He wants her to follow his work day by day. Yeah. Cover the process and keep a complete record of the most earth-shattering invention ever. And then it will culminate in... Teleporting himself. Well, now that was fine, you know, that went seemed to go fairly well, but now she's back at her apartment and gross boss guy is in there taking a shower. Yeah. I guess he really is feeling territorial because obviously something had happened mm-hmm. between them. I like how she flushes the toilet in order to kind of scald him <laughs> while he's in there. But yeah. she orders him out of there, wants her key back, and calls him a petty schmuck. So now we cut to the lab. And she's actually filming, you know, because... She's on board with this project. Yeah. So she films it as Seth teleports a baboon. And right here is where my sister and I knew that we were in big trouble because (laughs) so far we haven't seen anything untoward. But this poor baboon, I mean, I know Uh it's, you know, it's all effects and everything, but, you know, this nice kind of cool looking baboon gets put in there, gets zapped, and then he goes over there and it's all the steam coming up or whatever it is. And then you see this slap like this bloody (laughs) paw print on the window and it's like oh no things are not right oh yeah and then he opens the door and it's just this writhing mass of so it was teleported inside out right yes okay okay. yeah 
So that was some elaborate puppetry there already. I mean, they would have done it better now, but I think it was still disgusting. And that was my first hint of what was to come. He's quite depressed about this. Well, because he can't um, solve it. Yeah, and she's like, what are you thinking? And he says, F word is what I'm thinking. (laughs) It's like, why didn't it work? So he talks a little bit about computers. And this is something I've heard before, which is interesting. He says, the computer can't deal with the flesh. Computers are dumb. They only know what you tell them. Uh So he must not know enough about the flesh himself in order to tell the computer so he has to learn. Well, I think she's going to help him out with that. I think so, because clearly there's a, a mutual attraction here. She's kind of intrigued by his clothes. Yeah, well, the same tweed coat, white shirt, a tie, and black pants. And loafers or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this way, he doesn't have to worry about what to wear. Well, yeah, because she accuses him of wearing the same clothes every day. Yeah, he's like, did you even change? (laughs) He says, no, I've just got the exact same outfit, five five separate ones. He shows her his closet. So she brought some steaks over here. And... (laughs) She's saying now that he's very cute and she's kind of getting uh, getting a little kissy with him. And this <laughs> well, so it's understood that they they, they interact. They knew interact. each other intimately. And then during the afterglow, he like uh, rolls over and impales himself with a computer chip on his Yeah, back. it's like this piece of a motherboard or something. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and it gets in there quite deep. Deep, yeah. And, but then she, she gets into this weird thing where she's, I just want to eat you up. And she says, that's why old ladies pinch babies' cheeks. It's the flesh. It just makes you crazy. And that's where this kind of light bulb goes on for him. Because now, because she brought steaks, he's going to do an experiment. Now, apparently, this must have been the early days of machine learning, which I won't say anything about because I really don't understand it. <laughs> but with him learning more about the Flash, he needs to teach the computer how to uh-huh. kind of teach itself. Yeah. Like he has to get it on a path to get smarter about this Like relationship, thing. basically building synapses or, you know, just instructing oh, the computer. Oh, well, sure. Well, so yeah, so he takes this piece of the raw state that she brought and he sends it through so now he can have like dead flesh (laughs) (laughs) that worked it's still inanimate but it's 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 fleshy at least so that worked but there are two pieces she tries each one of them so the the one of them tasted fine just like steak yeah but the other one she's like she couldn't find the words but then she's like it tastes manufactured i mean in my notes synthetic. Put synthetic, but i don't think she says that word yeah there was something not not quite right about it she had yeah. to spit it out so he says the computer <laughs> is giving an interpretation translating rethinking it something's getting lost in the translation i know that's not <laughs> close to jeff but i'll you know it's my first attempt it's a little rod serling actually uh, so, he, well, this is what I said before about the machine learning. He has to teach the computer to be made crazy by the flesh. So he's <laughs> going to start teaching it now while she eats the real steak because <laughs> she's still hungry. Does she bring any sides? 
no like sweet I potatoes think she, i think she, i think they just had it's not like that balanced meal that um andre's wife brought him <laughs> in 1958 yes. with the with the steak the side of you know the starch the green vegetable <laughs> uh, so she's leaving the next morning and who should be waiting for her behind some garbage cans in his car Stathis. <laughs> statis he actually follows her in yeah. his car and she goes to a clothing store she's looking at leather jackets i guess to buy seth some new clothes yeah just because... some for variety and yeah. so she finds this leather jacket that's actually kind of cool so staff just makes this big embarrassing scene oh, in the closing yeah. store like i followed you you were brundle all night and he's just being totally psycho jealous this guy i don't know if it's his acting or it's what it is but he just i don't know i i, I mean don't... i looked him up he has a lot of credits so really? well yeah. he's he's a little over the top here back at the lab um the baboon goes through successfully yeah so this is the baboon's sibling <laughs> yeah i think he tells him i'm sorry i killed your brother but yeah here <laughs> yeah. we go but this one, like, no problem. Like, it comes out, and it's like, you know, the music supports it, like, right? There's, like, joyous, hopeful music. Well, he runs out, he just rockets out of the telepod and jumps into <laughs> yeah. Seth's arms. So they celebrate. <laughs> yeah, they got to have some champagne. Well, so they got to wait for the bab for the baboon. That's what <laughs> British people call it, a baboon. The baboon. The baboon. <laughs> and so she wants to just head off to Florida while they're waiting. Yeah, she's like, let's let's go for a, a holiday. Holiday, holiday. Did a British person write this? Because I, Americans don't usually say they're going to go on holiday. <laughs> let's let's take a holiday. <laughs> He's going to go order some Chinese, but yeah. But then there was a package, uh, like an envelope, left at his door, and he opens it up, and it's like Stathis's way of like trying to keep keep him interested in what he wants which is a magazine. Well, it's a threat, I would say, that he's going to break the whole story. Oh, it's yeah, a, right. It's a yeah, mock-up. Yeah. It's a, like a, an art-directed and everything mock-up yeah. Yeah. of what a magazine cover would look like with this whole Seth Brundle story on it. But she sees that too, so she's PO'd. <laughs> well, and she's like, well, I gotta, get, I gotta go out for a few hours while he's <laughs> trying to order Chinese. She says she has the residue of another life that she has to scrape off her shoe. Staff is, we're looking at you. Well, so mm -hmm. confronting him at the office, and he's mm -hmm. like, your discovery is my discovery. And he's done some research on Seth. So it's kind of like blackmail in a way, because he says, "I just keep me informed, whatever you're doing. He doesn't want her to disappear from his life. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's all like very manipulative. And... He still wants sex from her, he says. Right. Uh, we, we can still have sex, couldn't we? <laughs> she calls him disgusting, so I guess not. But because there was champagne at the lab with uh, Ronnie not there, it's Seth drinking it all. And I think he's getting a little drunk because he's rambling on with the baboon. Well, really, this is the turning point right here because because she had to go scrape this residue off, if she had just blown off the whole thing and just gone, oh, it's staff, this is just, you know, trying to intimidate me or whatever, 
no she had to run out of there didn't tell mm -hmm. him why yeah and so he's all getting drunk and he's losing some inhibitions which he really makes a terrible terrible choice here well because you know effective communication skills does not make an interesting movie so yeah he's jealous and and he's just kind of like you know what i'm just gonna do this i don't need to wait and we do hear and see a fly buzzing around. We do. It's the Chekhov's gun. Well, at least he got naked here so that we don't have to worry about his molecules fusing with the clothes he's wearing. <laughs> with the belt. <laughs> and the blouse. <laughs> like, uh, what's his head? Andre just went in fully clothed. That would have oh, made a that would have made a really interesting movie <laughs> if he came out like all flapping around. Yes. Like, <laughs> Is that skin or is it that linen? <laughs> yeah, so he goes through, but and it's but it's cool though. The camera made sure we saw the fly on the glass inside. And well, of course, the computer, as we know, is just dumb and cold. So it's just teleportation successful, it says. Yeah. He's asking the baboon if <laughs> am, am I different somehow when he comes yeah, out. He emerges. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't feel any difference. Yet. <laughs> oh, God. Ronnie is coming back in her hugely pleated pants on the way back to the lab. <laughs> a lot <says. laughs> so. So he, he's asleep, right? She wakes him up and. Oh, yeah. He tells her that he was kind of drunk and jealous and upset. And well, mm -hmm. I went through. Yeah. Asks her if she's sleeping with Stathis. So, I mean, he was really worried about this. Yeah, and jealous. And so, but she actually comes clean here. She explains everything. But, you know, the mistake has been done. So the damage has been done. And he's already quite um, urgent in his <laughs> advances toward her. Oh, and we can already see something protruding out of his back. Right. So the setup with the motherboard scar on the back, now there's like little bristly hairs so they have a night of bliss probably one of the last and uh next morning he wakes up she's, she's still, still asleep. asleep yeah yeah and there's a fly buzzing around and <laughs> he can just catch it yeah like mr miyagi with the chopstick yeah so he has some new abilities already yeah, well, and I mean, then there's more to come because by the time she wakes up, there's a double over there doing some gymnastic feats. <laughs> it's his audition <laughs> for Cirque du Soleil. That's a pretty good double. Like, you know, the hair is pretty close and you yeah. never see much of the face. So I don't, I think he might have hopped on the landing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh -huh. that he stuck the landing. I don't think he carries drugged the landing completely <laughs> so this she's um you know she wakes up and now he's just all heavy breathing and he's kind of ready already again so. again yeah he's ready to go that seems like an act break i don't know right well we are out of the lab in the next scene right they're strolling right it's like a a, a market a, a street, street market, market right yeah. And they're in a coffee shop and he's just, oh, he's so animated. And, oh, I, this is, you know, I'm going to, uh, all the stuff he's going to do with his new discovery. And, and he's just putting spoonful after spoonful after spoonful of sugar in this, in this uh, 
espresso drink. And she notices it eventually. You know, well, she <laughs> says, do you take coffee with your sugars? <laughs> and he just can't stop talking. He's just so excited and just thinking and thinking about all this. I can't even remember what he said because it was so rapid fire. Yeah, rapid yeah. fire. <laughs> Well, and you know, time to go back to the lab and, and fornicate some more. <laughs> yeah. But this time they're on the couch and well, she's, and she's done. She's done. Like, how, how can you keep going like this? Oh, she's pretty spent. Yeah. And that's when she reaches around, <laughs> gives him a reach around <laughs> and feels those weird hairs coming out of there. Yeah. Also, his face has already changed. It's got yeah, kind of it's mottled, like, like some brown. Um, it just seems like if he had an allergic reaction, you know, it's just like. Well, but it's it's kind of brown and it's not too raised, at least. It's not like a full yeah. on uh, attack of acne or something. But <laughs> but these hairs, she's kind of grossed out by them and she cuts them. He's eating ice cream while she's cutting them, by the way. And um and all of a sudden, he just wants to teleport her now. Yeah, and like forcefully tries to get her there. Oh, because he said earlier while he was talking over his sugar with a little coffee added, he's, he says, I think the sheer process of teleporting purified and improved me. <laughs> so he's already feeling these changes. And so now he wants her to become like a superhuman like him. So he's going to yeah. teleport her. Well, she's not having it. Right. He, he tries to say that they would be the perfect couple. I don't know who wrote this script because she says, don't give me that born again teleportation rap. <laughs> rap. What? what? Are we in 1966? <laughs> Does she mean crap? <laughs> well, I don't know. But uh, she refuses at any rate. And he just, you know, you're an effing drag, he says. <laughs> wow. And she says, uh, she's really taken aback. She's mm -hmm. like, there's something wrong. This happened really quickly because he's just blowing her off now. And he says, well, I'm just going to go find somebody else who will do this. Mm -hmm. I, I need somebody that can keep up with me yeah. because he, she's too chicken bleep. It's kind of interesting. It's like he's a fanatic now. It's like, it's almost like he's an addict. Yeah, totally. And he, he's playing it like that. Uh-huh. She's kind of like, oh, crap. Yeah, she leaves, right? Yeah, she leaves. Oh, he leaves with the jacket that she got him. But he's not wearing a shirt. Like, he just has the jacket. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he's just eating a candy bar, walking down the street. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. And like the music I noticed here was like really intense. It is. So he goes into this bar and there's this... um. I would say someone of, I'm not going to say what you would say 20 years ago. I'm going to say she's a little bit of a free thinker, this girl. That's all I'm going to say. And um, I don't think she's a professional. No, I don't think so. But and yet there seems to be some implication that this arm wrestling contest that's going on over yes. the table might culminate in her. Uh, she's favorites. the prize. Yeah, yes. she's the prize. Yeah. So I think she says something like, well, I hope Marky wins or something because I like Marky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's, I mean, he's trying to pick a fight. I mean, he's just going in uh, with the oh, idea yeah. of causing a disturbance. 
<laughs> so I don't remember what he says or just the fact that he's standing there and these guys are like, well, get out of here. You're bothering us. Yeah. But then he makes that bet. Yeah. Yeah. hundred bucks. He can beat anyone in there. So we're going to go. There's the little contest and it's him and this marquee guy. Oh, he kind of he kind of toys with him and lets him sort of yeah like upper hand for a little mm -hmm, while. Mm -hmm. What is the flight ooze that's coming out from under his hand? Is that Puss? is I, that him already oh, um, sweating yeah. goo yeah. or something? Mm -hmm. Well, this is just so he um, kind of lets him win a little bit. There's like some shaking and like the guy's really really working at it, and then snap, he just compound fractures the guy's wrist and the guy is just screaming bloody murder why wouldn't he and that was unpleasant yeah because he saw the bone and and oh, I, yeah. I looked it up 90 uh a hundred dollars in 1986 is the equivalent of 270 dollars today wow that was an expensive 270 dollars well he won though so he didn't have to give it up right no i mean it cost the guy not only 270 dollars <laughs> but maybe the use of his hand from now on yeah okay now this conversation with the free woman oh her name is tawny by the yes. way tawny. all names yeah so she's kind of like not even that upset about what just happened. Just kind of like, are you a bodybuilder or something? Yeah, I, I build bodies and, and take them apart and put them back together. Well, you sure took Marky apart. <laughs> well, he's ready to go back to his place. <laughs> like, the next morning. It's like next morning already. Because they wanted to go to more bars. Well, she first. wants to go to more bars. But yeah. yeah, so I mean, they're out all night. And then they're back at his place. And you'd think that he'd be tired out. But no, he's grabbing her and running well, yeah. with her up the stairs. Like, right, because she, she's like, oh, God, how many more flights? And then he just picks her up as if she was like a broom. And then just goes up the flight. And runs all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and okay. And now here's where he's really... Well, she's kind of like sitting there in a state of partial undress with her. It's weird because she's sitting there uh, with her denim jacket, I think topless, right? But you don't no, see No, there's me. nothing under that jacket. And then, and then she opens her legs and hangs it on the armrest. Yeah, she's it's it's a, a position of um it's a welcoming position. It's a, yes, it's a, she's a welcome wagon. But yeah. <laughs> And like what I said in about an addiction, well, he goes through the teleporter again because he it, wants, like, he's like, oh, maybe I'll get an even bigger charge after I do it again. Yeah. Oy, and now he's really ready to go. And so after their whole tete-a-tete or whatever. Well, th there's actually some frontal nudity when he emerges from the telepod. But afterwards, he wants her to go through, just like yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. And again, she won't do it. Well, she tries to give him an alcohol rub. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's almost doing an exorcist thing. Like, it burns. Yes. yes. So he's going to force her to go through the thing, which uh, he could, you know, he's got the ability. And she's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm afraid. He says, don't be afraid. At which point Ronnie shows up and utters... The famous line that gets quoted everywhere else. The marquee line. It's the not only the trailer line, but the... Like the poster, yeah. Be, be afraid. afraid. 
be very afraid. Well, you know, at the time, it was effective, I think. <laughs> so she's come back. I mean, like, Tawny's like, who's this? Your mother. And I, <laughs> You know, and he plays along. It's like, oh yeah, mom. I mean, like, uh, yeah. yeah. And so Tawny's like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. So Ronnie is kind of like, Seth, there's something wrong. Yeah. She she took his coarse hairs to the lab. She got like within 24 hours, she got the results. Well, yeah. But so she had to analyze, and turns out they're not human. They are insect. Insect hairs. She's like. You know, Seth, you look bad. You smell bad. He's like, well, I never was very much of a bather. Oh. <laughs> but then she says, I think you're sick. And another sort of um, mood swing is, you're jealous, he says. And he, he tries to prove, does a sick man do this? And he's putting yeah. his fist through a wall and yeah. totally breaking down a doorway. Yeah. So yeah, she's kicked out and she's pretty upset and crying and stuff i know she, does, she cries cry. a lot in this movie and she does it well i must yeah say. i think she yeah good job gina all right so uh, so far the only really serious grossness we've had has been the inside out baboon but now mm. it's time well and the and the broken arm That's oh kind of yeah oh sorry i forgot that when i blocked it out but he looks at himself in the mirror and he's kind of like, oh dear, my face does look bad. And he notices something about his nails. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I know it's there. I saw it, but like I had to keep looking away. Really? Uh, well, I won't tell you what happened. Oh, no, then. I know what happens. I saw it. I watched it. Have you ever squeezed a pimple and it hit the mirror? <laughs> This morning. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. So he's kind of like, is this how it starts? Am I dying? So, I mean, even he can see that things are not all they should be. And here's where he finds out. So he's at the computer, right? And, and it's voice, voice activated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he brings up a disc of the first teleportation. Yeah. So it's like a, he's bringing up the history. Yeah. And so here's where we see. And this is the thing, which is kind of a theme in this movie, I would say, is just how cold technology can be. Because this computer is so cold. Yeah, it's just so all, matter of fact. It brings up two analyses. Well, we have this one. You know, before all it said was teleportation successful. Yeah. Which which it was. Now it's like we have Brundle and we have the second element. And we have the second. And he's yeah. like, well, I wonder what that could be. Oh no. And for dramatic effect, it shows it's really zoomed in. So you're like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Is that like part of a cell? Could it be like mitochondria you know something that's like inside and then it keeps zooming out zooming uh -huh. out zooming out and eventually you see so it's he asks what is the secondary element yeah and it says it is not brundle yes <laughs> you know logic arguments right brundle not brundle yeah and so he says run sequence Yep. And that's where this whole image of the fly comes in. And then he says, what happened to fly? Fusion of Brundle and fly at molecular genetic level. Beautiful. 
And now, so we'll cut to about four weeks later, I guess. And uh, so she, Ronnie's back at home, right? And she's, she's, she actually wrote the article and smokes, she, Ugh, whatever. Is that a dot matrix printer she's using? Did it have the perforated dots on the sides? Well, I don't know if she took the paper out. I just thought I heard the noise. That oh, she definitely make. sent the print job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, he was wearing gloves when he was typing on the computer, which I think is a good idea because no telling what would happen with those nails. Well, he does not have any more. <laughs> you know, like, they peeled off. That's well, so disgusting. It probably hurts. Oh, uh, sure. So anyway, there she is in her apartment and she gets a call from Seth. And he's not sounding good. Yeah. He's in a bad way. And he says, Ronnie, you are so right. I've gotten much, much worse. <laughs> and so please come over. <laughs> come over. I'm way worse. Come on over. Oh, boy. I mean, I think she still has feelings for Oh, him. yes. But she, the fact that she is, does come over. Even though he's been very mean to her recently because of his changed state so now in his place it now looks i mean there's just food wrappers garbage everywhere it's a scene out of hoarders and now there's this really kind of irritating jump scare because it literally made me jump because he just pops up from behind the telepod right yeah well so he actually walks with two canes as if he's a praying mantis now um he looks like third guy from the left in the thriller video he looks like a zombie yeah he does he actually with does. lots of crawling flesh on his face and and he goes i know an old lady who swallowed a fly perhaps she'll die oh <laughs> and he's all shiny and gooey so yeah. by this time he's figured out what the computer did computers are stupid so it got confused and he mm -hmm. said the computer became a gene splicer i'm i'm the offspring of brundle and a housefly he's got something white all over the front of his shirt she tries to touch him although why i don't know yeah. but he won't let her anyway and he says i think it's a bizarre form of cancer i'll, <laughs> I'll just disintegrate and die okay and i knew i knew what was coming but i still wasn't ready because he's a little peckish, uh, wants some more sugar, goes for a donut, and... And barfs all over it. It's just, well, and I remembered it, but I didn't remember it being so much. It's just like, <laughs> like, all over it. And he kind of goes, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of funny, but it's so horrible. And she's understandably horrified. And, well, now an ear comes off. <laughs> 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 But now, I mean, see, his acting, even under all this makeup, is really good because he's yeah. just like, I'm scared. Like, and who wouldn't be, you know? Like, And you can see that emotion, though. Yeah, yeah. you can totally see it. It's just like, he, he kind of goes, my ear. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. She hugs him, which, I mean, thanks for taking one for the team there. But, you Ronnie. know, clearly she loves them because so, yeah. she's disgusted, but yeah. her I mean, love... Uh, supersedes that so she hugs him and he says please help me yeah and it's very honest and oh now status <laughs> oh god now he's being all i don't know what he's being he says he doesn't want her to go back there again because it could be some sort of an epidemic 
Yeah, as if he can control her. But oh and he, yeah, I know. And he's just—I don't know. He's just like this petulant adolescent all the time, and he really <laughs> irritates me. Which I guess he's supposed to, so it's working. But now he wants her to tape Seth. He wants to see it. He wants to. He says, "I'll think about it and come up with something." I don't know what that means. But she goes back to the to the lab with a video recorder. Musically. It sounds very psycho-ish here. You think? Yeah. It? Yeah. The strings. All right. So there he is. And next time she sees him, his um, spatial orientation is a little different. Yeah, but he has a lot more energy now, though. Like uh, he's just he's just up on the ceiling. Yeah. And like agile. Yeah, he's not dependent on the canes. He's no. gone through another metamorphosis. Yeah, he says he's better now. He's well, he's he's balding on top now. He <laughs> says he, he stopped biting his nails. He says he has more energy, he feels better. Kind of shows her the weird scaling on his stomach. And mm-hmm. he's kind of like, I know what the disease wants. It wants to turn me into something else. A 185-pound fly, brundle fly. Where is he getting this unlimited supply of food? I mean, he can't be going out and buying it. Grubhub. Ontario had that before the U.S. But that that does give me a little bit of a, a pause because I, I'm just wondering where all this food comes. Maybe he is ordering in. Maybe he has the yeah. grocery store deliver. Yeah. I mean, why do I even care? It's a movie and, and you know, whatever. Oh, so so she's got the camera on him and he starts demonstrating how oh, Brando fly eats. Yes. Which makes sense, right? Because a fly regurgitates its stomach. And oh, yes, how- I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it, because um, my, he says, my teeth are useless because I can't digest solid foods. Mm-hmm. Trying to eat food hurts. So he has to break it down. Uh-huh. So he's, he's, now we're cutting to where we're not in the lab anymore. We're now, Staphis is watching the video. Yeah. yeah. So here is Seth sitting here demonstrating. This time, at least we don't have to see the regurgitation. We just hear it. You hear it. Like, good job, Foley artists. <laughs> While he's watching, Ronnie comes back to his place, and she's very upset. She's crying in the bathroom. She She's pretty quick with it. She's like, she's pregnant. Boy, now that presents a little bit of a problem. Yeah, but, you know, I also sense, like, Stathis, like, felt bad for her. I'm not sure that he has any higher feelings well i'm sure he's gonna twist it to ha- to serve him i think that's what i mean but i think he feels bad for her like i mean that that was the reading i got from from his body language i get only bad readings from i'm getting bad readings i am getting <laughs> bad readings <laughs> well at least he's gonna go with her to the clinic yes and so it's a very big clinic <laughs> Oh, my God. So she's having a little procedure done. Yes. They don't say what it is. No, but... They're going to extract it. Yes. The first thing my sister said to me in the movie theater was, (laughs) I don't think there's supposed to be this much blood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, and there's a... Okay, so there's a surgical team or whatever you call them, a a, a team of doctors and... (laughs) And the main gynecologist is there at the receiving end. And and who is this gynecologist? <laughs> this is David Cronenberg actually doing a cameo in his film. He says, 
there's more in there, a lot more. And so they make her push. Yeah. And she's just, oh my God, she's just crying and it's horrible. Yeah. And then they deliver this thing and the whole team is just horrified. Everybody's screaming. It's like a Sam Raimi scream. Okay, so what do we call a a fly larva? Well, you call it a maggot. but It's like she just gave birth to a giant maggot. <laughs> And it's writhing there in the doctor's hands. Yeah, and it's like animated. I'm just not here for it. <laughs> and then, boom! It was all a dream. She wakes up. It was kind of cool. Like oh. it doesn't set it up as a dream, but then oh. it just gets weirder and weirder. You know. Oh God! And she just immediately goes fetal on the bed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> after waking up from this. So back to back at Seth. And now they they do the reveal very slowly. Yeah. And did you notice his fingers are now like, he only has three movable ones, like a thumb, two and three are fused, and four and five are fused. He's got permanent Spock hands. He's still typing away, though. <laughs> you see him typing with his fused fingers. Yeah. And he's typing in the Brundlefly project. Right. And he, he keeps giving instructions to the computer vocally, and it no longer recognizes him. Well, first we have the reveal of his face, which oh, and yeah. his upper torso, which is way worse. Now it's like he's covered with burned baklava or something. <laughs> oh, like... don't ruin don't ruin one of the best desserts my mom makes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's typing all this in. Uh, first, he's typing it all in uh, about how problem to refine fusion program goal to just to decrease fly percentage to a minimum and he's his his movements are very jerky he's hardly yeah, got any hair twitchy and all twitchy yeah so what he wants to do now is to fuse himself with one or more pure human subjects and this is where he tries to i think he says he wants a disc again oh, sure probably. and the computer's just like that does not compute. It's like, <laughs> voice not recognized, voice not recognized, voice yeah. not recognized, just on down. Uh, another look at him at his face in the mirror, losing some teeth. Oh, yeah. well, he, he was pondering and he bit on a pencil, right? Yeah. He was kind of chewing a pencil, so that cost him a few more teeth. He's got like a museum of his body parts. <laughs> so it's got teeth, it's got nails and... Ears. Um, ears, and I don't know what those other things are and I don't want to think about it but he's sort of talking to himself and he says uh oh these are relics redundant artifacts of a bygone era um Ronnie comes in he tells her you missed some you missed some good moments like no kidding <laughs> he wants to show her the medicine cabinet <laughs> this looks no. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's what she's it's like, like thanks I'm good so she's there to tell him because she's still going to get this procedure done. Yeah. And she Which, wants to tell him before, but he doesn't get a chance to tell him what she's talking about. This part really is upsetting. It's very sad. It actually, about the insect politics? The whole thing. Yeah, this scene. Because he says, I want you to leave and never come back. Mm. Yeah, and he brings up the idea of insect politics. And he says, she says, what's that? He said, well, there aren't any. Right. Insects are very brutal, no compassion, no compromise. 
You can't trust him. He says, I'm an insect who loved to be a man, et cetera, et cetera. And then she says, but now the dream is over and the insect is awake. And this is where he says, I'll hurt you if you stay. And, it, and just the way he uh, says it, it just, oh, I was just like, oh, this is awful. I, well, I, he I cares was, for her still. It's really sad. It's really yeah. sad. And not in a melodramatic way. It's just like a sad scene. No, it's Acted just really, well. yeah, it really is. Yeah. I Even after all these years, I watched it again and I'm like, oh, it's even worse this time because yeah. with all the, you know, the years between eight, 1980s, I almost said 1886, maybe <laughs> I was around then. All the years between 1986 and now, it's even more... Mm -hmm. poignant to me oh yeah. and so he's you know he says i'll hurt you if you stay and that <laughs> just really hurts her like she's yeah. just like oh like like well i don't she just doesn't even know what to do so she, she just storms. takes yeah. off and yeah. she's crying he's like like really emotional like he can't really cry anymore so yeah. it's just really painful for him yeah the human side is really just uh mm -hmm. but Guess who ruins the mood downstairs? Oh, God. Bathis is down And now there. he's being all weird. Oh, and can I just say that the score, like, is, uh -huh. is part of why that moment is the way it is? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Howard Shore, for destroying me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so staff is, staff is waiting. But this and, is what, like, made it really clear to her what she wants to do with the oh unborn. yeah it's <laughs> like even if the dream weren't enough yes now this is yes she's i like, know because now it's the middle of the night so she's like yeah, i want this done now and he says oh oh let's let's just wait a few days and because he doesn't want to do it all cloak and dagger and yeah. she goes i want it done now and she says you should have seen him there's no telling what's in here. Which, <laughs> but now he's like, I'm not even sure I can arrange it now. I guess because it's in the middle of the night. I don't yeah. know. But but she's just like, I want it out. So they drive away, but you realize that Seth is on the roof watching them like Phantom looking at Christine and Raoul. So in the middle of the night in this doctor, I guess he knew this doctor. Different set than the dream. That's yeah so we know we're not going back there again and yeah. but he keeps saying yeah but in the middle of the night so they say we have good reason to believe that this child will be deformed mm -hmm. he wants to take more tests yes so ronnie just lays it out there saying, i'll do this myself if i have to yeah she actually says abortion yeah that is quite the statement because she's yeah. Like, if you won't do it then i'll find some other way and so she's up on the table and they're mm -hmm. out of the room and damn it i had forgotten about this next jump scare and this <laughs> totally made me jump out of my chair it's a big like frosted glass like you know those blocks glass oh, yeah. blocks and it's like crash and there he is he just crashes through that window and well he just carries her off yeah he says the baby might be all that's left of the real me please don't kill me and he's pleading with her and this is an interesting reading too. And she says, I can't. She's crying, of course. And he says, too bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that means too bad that just 
that sucks or too bad because now I'm going to have to kill you or, you know, <laughs> what? I don't know what that yeah, is. They're like on a roof somewhere, right? Okay, well, I mean, we're here already and this is yeah. the final showdown and this is the most exhausting scene in any movie I think I've ever seen, honestly. <laughs> really? So so the scene starts with Staphis uh, like going into the lab. And he's packing something. Yeah, he's got, he has to assemble his shotgun. Yeah, it's in puts, a case. Yeah, puts two shells in it. Well, he looks at the computer and realizes what Seth's plan is. There's three pods, right? So we had his prototype pod, the one with the not big glass one. windows. Yeah. Right. And then the two with the windows. Telepod one will transport subject A. Yeah. Telepod two will transport subject B. And telepod three will be the receiver of the AB combination subject. Yes. That's pretty ominous what he plans to do. Yeah. Now you kind of see a little shadow above his head up in the ceiling. <laughs> but even so, I was not quite prepared. <laughs> I'm terrible with jump scares. Well, but they're outside. He's like looking into the window, right? No, they're inside. Is he in? Well, she's up there still. Oh, I'm talking about where um, Seth just jumps down from the ceiling, making this horrible screaming noise. Oh, yeah, Seth does. But like Ronnie's still up there on the ledge up there. She can't jump. She's pregnant. Well, that wasn't the jump scare I was oh, talking yeah. about. Okay. How yeah. did we get onto that? Continue. Go ahead. <laughs> so he kind of jumps down on top of Stathis and, and he tumbles to the floor, looks up at him and is kind of like, oh, shoot. It kind of like <laughs> sees exactly what he looks like. Yeah. And aims the gun at Seth. He just bats it aside. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then... Uh, and then he spits the, his his pussy white mucus on his hand, on Stathis's hand. And it just oh, he starts... just pukes it down to a bloody stump. Yeah. I mean, you see it, like, uh, breaking down. And it's melting, and yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it's burning it off, basically. Oh! Yeah. And oh, well, Stathis is a good screamer. I'll give him that. <laughs> and oh, then, God. as if that was bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's he's he reaches out with his foot and he's kicking at the gun to bring it toward him. Mm -hmm. And so, because now you know, Seth sees that action going on with the foot and the ankle and bringing the gun toward uh, Stathis. So, well, the obvious choice next would be to. Go for the ankle. As if it's corn on the cob. Well, and Seth kind of has this look on his face like, Ugh, like he's kind of <laughs> like getting into it. And then he's going to go for the face. You can see him yeah, like yeah. licking his lips and kind of, mm, blah, blah, blah. Like he's like heading toward the face. And that's when we hear. Perfect timing. Ronnie arrives and says, stop. How did she get down there? I guess, well, she climbed down off of wherever she was. And... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like, please stop. Like, so, I mean, she, he listens to her. But he basically like, help him, help me be a human again. Yeah, he's like, I go there and you go there. We come apart and we come together there. You, me, and the baby together. Yeah. Can you imagine? What would that uh, be like if it was the three of them? So uh, he, he goes ahead and initiates the fusion sequence on the computer. 
and the telepods do their ka-chunk like they open up and like but like he's like kind of gripping her and she pushes him away and his jaw comes off <laughs> oh yeah it's just lovely yeah and then i think now more of the metamorphosis has happened well now he's becoming more fly than anything else because yeah, yeah all the fly parts <laughs> like his head is just completely splitting apart and all yeah. the Anything left of human skin is just totally shedded. And now he's just he's just getting into his whole fly persona completely. Right. He's even got a new... Well, I mean, I think it's just, what is it, a huge puppet or something? It's just got sure. these huge eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it used to be his eyes. You could see his actual eyes yeah. moving around. Yeah. Now it's just got these... these um, fly eyes. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, Ronnie is trapped in A... And now he like goes into B. Yeah, because he threw her in there and, yeah. and shut the door. And so she, yeah, she's locked and locked in there. And Stathis is kind of groping for the gun with his good hand. The yeah, computer, he comes too. Yeah. Yeah, because he was pretty much in shock and, yeah. and unconscious. And the computer's counting down. There's only a minute left. Seth Fly is getting into the other telepod. I mean, the music is just really... Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good build. It really is building. Yeah. And what does Stathis do? So he shoots at the cables. Yeah, so he's able to get... So he, he like, steadies the gun with his stump while he pulls <laughs> the trigger with his left hand. Yeah. And... Yeah, he Telepod 1 is now offline because he just shot the cable connecting it with the other... Yeah. Pods. So uh, Brundlefly tries to get out of B. Yeah, he breaks the glass on yeah. the telepod. Uh-huh. Oh, and this is the worst. And climbs out, but only half of him is out, but the telepod counts to zero. Yeah, because yeah, the sequence runs down to zero. Yeah. And this the the zap, 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 and the whole telepod with him with it. Doesn't just see. <laughs> <laughs> the computer in its cold way <laughs> fuses it is a fusion of brundlefly and telepod successful <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh lord you know what is it gonna look like oh when it comes out? and it's oh it's pretty sad because uh, he just lets out this horrible yell as he falls out of the pod and it's just uh-huh. How would you describe this? He's got his same fly face. Yeah, same fly face, but like on his back are these fused metal kind of fins. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like a almost a spiral of metal that goes around. And then there, yeah. are, ca- there are cables running all the way down his body until one comes to a point like a, he has like a big long electrical cord for a tail or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's and just all these this tissue and mixed with with uh, yeah. computer parts or whatever and just this the, the shell of the telepods have a groove on them and that's what yeah. you see on his back and um, he can barely even drag himself along the floor so he's dragging and dragging and then Ronnie picks up the shotgun well and she. She aims it at him, but she can't do it. Oh no, she she breaks down. And then, so there's a real ET moment here. Yeah, the, this is actually sad because he actually it's takes very sad. the 
with whatever claw that thing is now that he has. Yeah, and like points it at oh, his Moves head. the gun toward his head. It's yeah. just like, oh no, I can't, I can't. And yeah. He's just like, Ooh. <laughs> oh well. And then she shoots. That was gross. Yeah, it's a exploded head. Yeah, right. And then she's still sobbing and sobbing. And, and that's sobbing. just it, is her sobbing as we yeah. play the black. With like big dramatic music. Yeah. And then credits. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, you know, and I, I enjoyed watching the credits because I got to listen to the London Philharmonic play more of oh, the Howard yeah. Shore They're... score, which yeah, is always yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. I'd like to listen to the, I wonder if they had a soundtrack album of this. Uh, I'm sure they do. <sighs> All right. So how are we going to wrap this up? Well, I think it's time for Rapid Fire. Okay, here we go. David Hedison as Andre or Jeff Goldblum as Seth. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Vincent Price as the brother or no equivalent in the remake. <laughs> Vincent Price in his smoking jacket. I will take Vincent. Patricia Owens as the, the note reading and thinking wife or Gina as Veronica Quaif. Quaif. I'll take the Quaif. Okay, let's do villains next. Okay. Herbert Marshall as Sharas or John Getz as Stathis. Stathis. I'm going to take Sharas okay. because of his final scene. Charles Herbert as Philippe, and there is no equivalent. None. I don't like to see kids in movies. <laughs> Kathleen Freeman as Emma. I want her in every movie. Yes. To be upset if somebody doesn't eat her food. A, a thousand percent her. <laughs> Betty Lou Gerson as the turncoat nurse or David Cronenberg as the gynecologist. I'm going to take Betty Lou. Yeah, me too. Torben Meyer as Gaston of the Monsieur de l'Ombre <laughs> or joy bouchelle as tawny the free woman tawny the free woman i'll take tawny would you rather have a movie with or without george chuvalo as the compound fracture guy i i would take him with no pus i don't want him in any movie i ever see <laughs> dandelo the cat or typhoon the baboon <laughs> baboon <laughs> I'm, I'm over the baboon <laughs> the cat just ended up in the wires anyway <laughs> yeah Okay, makeup effects, 1958 or, or 1986? Clearly 86. <laughs> uh, well, I don't like either one of them. It's not a matter of liking them. I guess the second one was more, more horrifying, so yeah. I guess you'd have to give them kudos for that. 1958. <laughs> oh, you like that better? <laughs> well, it's very B-movie. So do we want a lab coat with a fuzzy black steel wool head with <laughs> copper bottomed bowls for eyes? Or do we want Pussy some substance? <laughs> yeah. And some substance that looks like like overcooked chicken skin. Oh 58. <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know. Uh, oh, telepod effects. <laughs> oh, 86. <laughs> I like that whole big long sequence with the boop, 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 the same shot, <laughs> like as if they no. went to Pixabay and yeah. downloaded something and just put it every time. 
Uh, I'll take 86 and the score. Oh, I think 86. I know which way we're both going. Yes. Howard Shore for the win. Yeah. All right. This has been Rapid Fire. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we uh, end this? I don't know. I have something to say. <laughs> All right. Say it. I just want to, just having seen this again, like, I want to express my appreciation for Gina Davis. I thought she yeah, did a great job. She did a really good job. And so did um, Jeff Goldblum. I, did. I thought his acting was very um, heartbreaking. I really did. Both yeah. of them. Considering it's a crappy plot. And, you know, uh, they they made the best of it. Well, I think that the grossness overshadowed all that when I first saw it because mm-hmm. I was so I was so horrified by what I was seeing on the screen visually uh-huh. that it was hard for me the first time to pick up on any um, nuances. Yeah, and any poignancy. I mean, I did get some. That scene where he says, "I'll hurt you if you stay," that's devastating to me. Yeah. And her reaction to it. He gave her motivation to storm off, though. Well, I mean, it wasn't even storming off. It was just like, I, I have to leave. Like, I, just, yeah. I, have, I think that the 58 is more of a, it is more of a B movie. Totally. And yeah. while I think it's, I mean, I think it's basically good. It does lag in some spots, but, and I, the remake is just, it's too much. Well, it's too much puke for one thing. There isn't even so much blood. There's just all that acidic goo. Under a different director, I think this could have been actually a romantic thriller with no gore. Well, it's still, there's no way it's going to have a happy ending. No, and that's uh, that's the great part of it. Uh-huh. It's, and sad, but like the gratuitous gore, you know, let's say Ang Lee directed this, it would not have been like that. And I'm not saying I hope he did, because, uh, you know, <laughs> I appreciate David, David's work on this, but like, just a different director with less of the body horror uh, angle would have made this different. And it would have relied on the suspense and maybe facial reactions than showing us pus yeah. and blood and breaking in uh, inside out things. I think that now that we're even in the middle of talking about it, I don't know if I'd have it any other way. Even though it was horrifying, I think maybe that's the way it was supposed to be. Sure. Isn't that a strange thing for me to say? It really grabbed me where it was supposed to. Yeah. And it really grossed me out where it was supposed to. And it was a little too much puke, for sure. But, you know, this is 1986. Like This is the same year that Aliens came out. The James Cameron. This Since this movie is so depressing, I can't express how excited I am for our upcoming season three finale where it ends up we're gonna kick off our sunday shoes we are we're gonna dance in the barn (laughs) (laughs) thanks folks for joining us as we went through the fly 1958 and the fly 1986 two similar but very different movies and just remember be afraid be very afraid Dedicated to Tawny. Thank you, Tawny, <laughs> wherever you are.